Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelia Jr. Joining me is host of the X-Cast, the master of hype, Snowbike Mike. Homie, How's good morning, Bless. It's great to be here with you. A nice rarity for me to yeah. join Kind of Funny Games Daily and to be with you, the young king of video games. I always love chopping it up with you, talking some games. So I'm excited to see what kind of news we get into today. Oh, we got some good news to talk about. Yeah. But before we get there, how are you, how are you doing? How's your morning going? Plus, I'm feeling good. I got a lot of rest after a long WrestleMania weekend. You know, oh, we you went were tired. crazy down You were tired. I was I pooped, bless. Uh, and, you know, we came in on Monday, did the podcast. Yesterday, I felt it. And so, last night, I got some really good rest. I'm feeling good. Playing some light games in the background. A lot of people know that I'm playing Yakuza 0 right now in nice. my back pocket. That's just like the mic. Chill. How, how many game. hours are you into it? Probably about seven okay. right now. Just See, that's my drop-off point with Yakuza. Oh, okay. Because I've, I've hopped into Yakuza Zero years and years ago. Yes. Hopped into Like a Dragon. Hopped into Lost Judgment. And oh. every single time I hop into one of these games, I get seven hours in. I'm like, what a fun time. And then I just drop off for whatever reason. And so you just got to push back, push forward wherever you're at right now. And you're good. You're good. I, you're I'm golden. trying my best. I am having fun. Uh, of course, you know, this is a little bit different for me than Like a Dragon. I liked Like a Dragon because it was dubbed. Right, like Barrett knows on the anime side, I'm not the biggest subtitle fan, but I'm trying it because this does pique my interest, especially coming hot off of John Wick. Yeah. We're like, man, those guys are the baddest. You know what I mean? So I'm having fun with that. Also playing some weird, fun, wacky games. Uh, Played a little Meet Your Maker last night. What do you think of that? Because I picked it up for a little bit. I I really like the idea. I don't know yes. if I'm having fun with it yet. I'm only I've only done like a couple of the okay. dungeons, and so far it seems it seems pretty brutal in a way that I don't know is speaking to me. Where I'm getting one I'm getting one hit kill yes. in this thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. How are you How are you liking it? Uh, I'm just like you, bless. There's a weird fifty fifty blend of me right now where I'm intrigued by the idea. I like the idea of going into people's bases that they create. And going out and finding their traps and being like, oh, I got you, shutting down that trap. And, of course, I always love a good one where they get me and I go, oh, that sucks. Mm -hmm. But I do hate, of course, restarting the whole level, only having a a small amount of ammo where I have to shoot you once, go pick up the ammo, redo it again. Like, that that was kind of mind-numbing to me. But I'm having a weird blend of fun slash, like, Bang my head against the wall frustration. Yeah. I was talking to Andy about it a little bit, and I think he made the right comparison where he mentioned, where he mentioned it. Oh, it's like Mario Maker, yes. where it's more about memorizing the levels as opposed to your in-the-moment skill, right? It is about, all right, this person put this spike pit here, so I know I know I need to look out for mm-hmm. this thing. Oh, shit, okay, now I died to this next enemy that's over here. Yep. So I know that when I go in, I need to take a left, dodge the right, and then turn right, and then shoot this guy. Like It's that sort of memorization, which... I think it's going to work for a lot of people, but I almost wish that this was a like a Super Meat Boy style game, like or like a 2D platformer. If this is a 2D platformer or a 2D action thing, like or it feels like a Celeste type game. I think that would speak to me a bit more. Okay, but okay. I, I'm just not as skilled in the first person shooter aspect for this kind of game, right? Like I prefer something that is a bit more like fixed or arena, like a doom or something like that. This one has me intrigued. I'm going to definitely go back and have some fun with this one. Try it again and see how far I can get. But yeah, I'm enjoying that. Uh, another two for you. Of course, me and Nick Scarpino today are going to play bus sim. Oh, hell yeah. One. I'm very excited. Uh, we've been playing a lot of job simulation games. I do love the idea of driving a bus, pulling up to your stop, Opening it up, letting you come in. We have the wheel set up. I love the idea up. of driving a bus, this guy says. <laughs> Just driving a bus, chilling out. So, I mean, shout out to Logitech for setting Team Kind of Funny, the wheel, and, of course, the pedal. So, I have that set up in the lab right now. Mike, I am excited to play quick, that. A quick tip. Uh, to, do it, like, uh, to, to do it correctly. Yes. Of being a bus driver, uh, simulating the job of a, of a bus driver. You got to just like skip a stop or two. 
Oh, they and then just look and just look dead into the eyes. You just give them the finger. Just like fuck you. I've had a couple buses drive past me. Is right, Baron. I like that. We'll do that. And then were you ever the type to run after a bus? As a kid, like you're at the bus stop or you're like on your way to the bus stop, but you overslept or you were lazy or whatever. And you see the bus and you're like, fucking, I'm never, that was me. I did that a lot. Really? (laughs) No, I'll never run after the bus. I was the type of kid where if the bus was coming or I missed it, I would just start walking towards the next stop and then the next stop, like Mm -hmm. pretending like I'm making distance while the bus is catching up to me. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I'm just wasting my energy when the bus is going to come eventually anyway. So I I always walked (laughs) down the line. I always had it timed out perfectly where I knew that the bus was uh, was going to stop at my stop at 736 on the dot. Right. It's always 736. If it's a snow day, maybe 738. But it was very like it was very punctual. Uh, and so like I would wake up, eat breakfast or whatever, like be ready. And then I knew I could get, I could walk to that stop in like a two minutes flat because it was yes. just out. It was down at the end of the street. And so there'd be days where I'd, I'd time it out where I'd walk out of my house, look at my clock. And I'm like, oh, it's 735. And I can like kind of peek like around like the like through the through the yards to see like okay is the has the bus entered the neighborhood cuz like it has to like you know make the path uh-huh. right? so i see like ah oh, shit all right it seems like it's in the neighborhood i need to turn around and go to like the stop that's <laughs> on the other side which is like a 4 minute walk but if i power walk fast enough or run like do a You'll speed run i can beat it there that was always the fun game to uh, to play in the morning and then i eventually i'd miss my bus and I get in trouble that. i i would i would kill for a punctual bus let me oh, tell you poor let Barrett me tell you. Oh, Barrett's taking some, a lot some, of public transport is right sometimes <laughs> you know the the really important bus cuz i take 3 buses to get here uh the really important one in the middle like sometimes it arrives at like 8:20 sometimes it's 8:15 sometimes it's 8 36 you know it's never consistent that's that's tough uh and one final one for you i'm playing crab champions now a lot of us are highly anticipating the game that you got to preview over at our gdc week the big crab game all about the dark souls vibe this is a bullet hell arena shooter crab game so you're in a third person perspective looking at your crab with all different kinds of guns just blasting other crabs and other kind of you know crustacean-like enemies, and I will say you can play this up to three people, so you can have two other friends join you, and it's just room after room of bullet hell, fast-paced shooting action, and I really like this game. I wish my friends would play this with me. Uh, Hopefully, I can get them more, and they also have some fun 3D platforming going on where at the end of every level, Bless, there's like eight stages that you have to do to complete it, right? So you beat one level, and then they give you the option. Mm. Hey, do you want to do this level where maybe you'll get more health back and you'll get extra treasure? Do you want to do this level with blah, blah, blah? Sometimes they throw in, hey, do you want to do this 3D action platformer? Beat this level at a high time, we'll give you more health. And so I thought that was kind of cute and fun with it. But I like this Crab Champions game right now. Are you all about the crab craze that's going on right now? Because I feel like crabs are... In vogue, I feel like crabs crab, are hot right now. The crabs are hot. What was it? Was it the crab song yes. that set that off? Yeah, is that the reason why that everybody's really, going that after was the really crabs? Like the beginning of it, and th- I feel like that was even like a little bit before the the real like crab uh, phase was going on. But I think that's what started because it was the crab fighting game that came out a few years yes. ago uh-huh. that I played a little bit, and I was like, "What am I doing here?" And then yeah, there's this, there's another crab treasure. Agro crabs, literally a studio named after crabs. Yes. Like, there was one, everywhere. There was a one crab game where it was like, remember the fish game where you would eat smaller fish and then become a bigger fish and then you would eat bigger fish because you were becoming bigger? Oh, I think I know what you're talking you, about. Yeah, yeah, there was a crab game like that where you'd eat a smaller crab, you'd become a bigger crab, then you eat another crab and you become even bigger, you know what I mean? And then mm. you bang into other people. I liked those kind of games as well. Okay. 
But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm not a big crab guy. I'm a blue lobster type of guy. You know when you see those guys, oh. the lobster fishermen, and they pull out the blue one, and he's like, oh, look how cool this is. Mm-hmm. I'm that kind of make some lo- Make some blue lobster games for Mike, everybody. <laughs> While you do that, let me tell you about today's stories, which include a rumored PlayStation handheld, God of War Ragnarok's new Game Plus mode, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all the store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kind of funny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you as a reminder april's premium collector's item is by at pink spider felix on twitter uh enter the spider verse kind of uh you can grab this month's premium item over on patreon barrett has it pulled up if you're a video watcher and like greg mentioned the other day i am sad that nor that neither greg nor myself were included in this premium oh, collector's yes, item okay. in the uh-huh. art yeah. um but you have like you had you have joey there you have other kind of funny uh, references there i do wish that me and greg were in there but you do have uh shirtless spider-man and uh and prominently you have shirtless miles morales in there and it's a really hot looking piece well, I, of I, art again, it's really like, dope they're in there to kind of be uh, y'all's proxies since y'all mm. take pictures of shirtless spider-man and yeah but like okay. obviously like okay. that, on the bottom right corner it's obviously joey right, right? right. like I, okay. I don't know i feel like you could have done something like that for me and greg but yeah 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 it Good is call. what it is but a great great print right there very cool collector's item i love seeing these yep yeah if you want one you can of course go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny and speaking of patreon.com slash kind of funny a brand new episode of the brand new season of kind of Feudy is up right now and things switch up with uh an mcu themed episode of kind of Feudy, aka mc Feudy. Oh my gosh. MC Feudy. Blessing. Now, did that confuse people because they thought it was going to be about rap music? Uh-huh. <laughs> a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Okay. Did that confuse people because they thought I was talking about McDonald's? Possibly. Oh. <laughs> but no, we're talking about the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You're so deep. Kind of Feudy. You're deep in the duffy of that. And I want to, I, I always want to give you flowers of all the cool creative things you do from the Blessing Show to Kind of Feudy because I love seeing you shine doing these fun stuff. But I will say, Bless, mm-hmm. you one knock. What the a, streets be talking. What are the streets saying? People be saying, not enough Snowbike Mike on Kind of Feudy. Season one that, champion. That's what I be saying. The streets be saying, where's Mike at? You know what now, I mean? Just want to let you know. I don't know if you're the season one champion, but I will say. <laughs> season one champ. That's not not enough uh, Snowbike Mike on Kind of Feudy. Yeah, I do agree. I love that show so, I, so I, much. You can say a season one champ, but realistically, bless. Season mm-hmm. one was like, what, six months ago? Like, season one was, was like a year several, ago. Several years Season ago. one would have been <laughs> like the first <laughs> long six ago. episodes or so <laughs> of Kind of Feudy, but it doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. Why do we even have seasons? I don't know. Why do we have seasons, bless? I don't know. It's oh, every time I put out a new uh, poll, that's just, uh, just, I count that as a new season. Oh, okay. yeah. I didn't know you were doing it like so that. that okay, that's okay. how I do it because it is it is kind of separated. And so like this season that we're in right now is the grab bag season oh. where every episode is a different theme of kind of feudy. Fun. And so this la- uh, this current week, right, we're doing MCU. Next week, who knows? Are we doing kind of foodie? Who knows? Love that. Who knows? Love that. You'll have to tune in to see. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tripod Plus Plus and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays and Evil Dead Rise, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, 
The Oprah Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A bigger dozen. Starting with a number one. Sony's working on a new handheld, according to a new report. This is Tom Henderson at Insider Gaming. Following days of speculation, Insider Gaming can report that there's a new PlayStation handheld in development. Codenamed the Q-Lite, the next PlayStation handheld is the next piece of Sony hardware that aims to be yet another piece of hardware that requires the PlayStation 5. Insider Gaming understands that the Q-Lite is not a cloud streaming device, but instead uses remote play with the PlayStation 5, a feature the console giant has been pushing these past couple of weeks. Sporting adaptive streaming up to 1080p and 60fps, the new device will require constant connectivity to the internet. As for the console's physical features, early prototypes show the console will look a lot like the PlayStation 5 controller, but with a massive 8-inch LCD touchscreen in the center. Uh, the device sports adaptive triggers for haptic feedback and will include what, uh, what you, you would come to expect from a handheld, volume buttons, speaker, an audio input jack, etc. Insider Gaming understands that the Q-Lite is in its QA phase and is scheduled to release before the PlayStation 5 Pro and after the detachable disk drive PS5. As previously mentioned by industry insider Jeff Grubb, Sony is planning to announce its second phase of the PS5, which I feel like we coined. I think that might have came from us, uh, which was in reference to its feature game slate. Ironically, though, this, quote, second phase is very much true for Sony's hardware offerings with the new detachable disk drive, PlayStation 5, uh, Project Nomad being the wireless earphones, Project Voyager being the wireless headset, and Q-Lite being the handheld, all scheduled to release within a very short period. It's understood that the PlayStation 5 Pro is aiming for a holiday 2024 release. Mike, talking about a new PlayStation handheld, how does this strike you? Blessing, let's talk about this. And of course, I'm going to lean on you, my PlayStation expert, to get deep into the weeds of all this. But I'll give mm -hmm. you my initial reactions to hearing this. One, dope. I love a good handheld. I got a lot of handhelds in my closet collecting dust from my old Game Boys to my Steam Deck as of recent years, right? Mm -hmm. And I love when PlayStation goes out and makes a handheld. I was a big Vita guy. I love that. Two, let's talk about some of this stuff. Yeah. PS Remote Play, you're going to school me on that in a moment. I've used Remote Play once on my PlayStation. In all the years that I've had PlayStation, they've preached Remote Play. I want a dedicated either streaming over 5G, Wi-Fi, and or I put a game in there like the Vita or I download it to my console and play it. I don't like the idea of just having this streaming device where I have to have it streaming to a console. No. I want mm -hmm. to be able to download these games so when I'm on the airplane and the Wi-Fi sucks, I can still play my games. Or I'm at the hotel and the Wi-Fi connection sucks, I can still play these games. Or I can buy a little disk drive, put it in there, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. right? So for me, I start to worry about this streaming-only device, especially through remote play where I have to have a PS5. That's a big red flag for me. Yeah. And finally, I'll give it some kudos. I like the idea of what I'm hearing from this controller with a big touchscreen in the middle, right? We talk about the Switch and how that looked with the Joy-Cons. We've talked about the Steam Deck now with that control, kind of controller-like feel with the back buttons. I want to see what PlayStation does with a dual sense with maybe a big screen in the middle. How does that form factor feel? So mm -hmm. there's some positives for me. Love hearing a handheld from PlayStation. Like the idea of this controller with the screen in the middle. Red Flags is this streaming only with remote play. Another thing that's tied to my PS5, just like the PSVR headset, of course. Mm -hmm. I'm a little worried about that. So I need you to school me. What's up with remote play? 
right? Do, is it the future? And why do we have to have it that way? Is the remote play the future? I'd say not really. No, okay. it's a it's a feature that's been around for a very long time now, and it's a feature that I think is I think it's underrated. I think remote play is pretty dope. Um, back when even Persona Five. Persona 5 original came out back in 2017. I remember playing that on my PS, PS4 and being like, man, I, w I miss playing uh, Persona on my PlayStation Vita. Like, mm -hmm. that felt like such the ideal experience. And then I realized, I was like, well, I can bust out my Vita and do remote play of my PS4 through my Vita. And I started playing Persona, 4, uh, Persona 5 that way. And that was actually a really cool way to play. Now, really quick. What remote up? play, of course, me, I'm, I'm thinking back on the times I did it, mm -hmm. is my PlayStation had to be on. Yes. Then all of a sudden, I would connect to the PlayStation where essentially I had all the PlayStation and stuff there yeah and it would stream to me that way it 1000 that, that's, that's how, that's that how it works yeah remote okay. play is literally you just remoting into your now, playstation through that, whatever handheld device that playstation always had to be in rest mode right i'm yes. a fully powered off type your of playstation groaning. cannot be all the way off if, you're, if you want that? to use remote okay, play okay okay um which brings us to the, what this handheld is right which <laughs> i i i i think this is a an interesting idea it's an idea that we've been talking about a little bit this week and this last week we talked about it a lot yesterday actually um because uh who's it that announced the handheld uh yesterday it was a handheld that was announced asus it was asus because the asus handheld yes. right we were talking about the how the market for handhelds feels like it's opening up again right and how that'd be really it'd be really cool to see a microsoft or a playstation especially explore that space right because they saw the vita 2 or the not the vita 2 they saw the vita go down and like that wasn't that that didn't get the support it needed to sustain right you talked about how mobile gaming came through and really dominated the space and really made it so that uh well if you already have access to a phone right are you going to want to buy a handheld thing the switch comes through disproves that right the steam deck has now come through has it disproved that even more handheld gaming is a thing that I think is getting back to an era where it's thriving again. Yeah. This I don't see as entering that space. This I almost see as more of an accessory rather than a dedicated handheld. And I think I like if you that. think about it in that way, it starts to make sense. I want to bring in a question like from that. Grezik who writes in kindoffunny.com slash KFGD and says, Hey, Blessing Mike, Insider Gaming is reporting that uh, Sony is making a dedicated remote play handheld. First things first, is Greg okay? He's obviously gotten a hold <laughs> of a monkey's paw and things aren't going well. Uh, has he made any other wishes we should be warned about? In all seriousness, I cannot see a compelling use case for a device. Uh, why not use your phone? Why not use your phone and a backbone? While I appreciate Sony trying to think beyond just the console, between this and PSVR 2's lackluster start, it's starting to feel like the peripheral initiatives are just shoveling money into a furnace. Uh, do you see a market for a dedicated remote play device? Does this device interest you at all? Thanks for all you do. My answer to this is: I think it depends on pricing because. Right. If you're talking about a device that is solely for remote play, mm -hmm. you are not having to worry about um, processing power on the level of a PlayStation 5. Because that's what me and Greg were talking about the other day is if you put out like a PlayStation 5 Steam Deck would be the greatest thing in the world, right? The idea of a PlayStation 5 handheld that you are playing PlayStation games on. But it will, it will also cost... A, a, an incredible amount of money that would make it worth, worth it for the market. It also sounds like an optimization disaster. Yeah, right? Anyway. Like, is, is mm -hmm. that is that as well? Like, would it have to be weaker in order, in order to compensate? Yep. And do developers want to do that? Do, does, do your first parties even want to do that, right? Probably not. And so I think for them, that's a big hurdle. Then you get into cloud streaming. PlayStation Plus the uh the three tiers are a thing right at the highest tier you're getting playstation premium you're getting the ability to stream ps3 games you're getting the ability to stream i believe with playstation extra as well uh to stream the games on the platform right ps4 and ps5 games Th that i think could be a cool direction for a playstation handheld and 
I, I'm surprised they're not immediately taking that direction, but I think, again, I think it comes back to this thing being more of an accessory than a mm. dedicated uh, handheld thing, which is, hey, if we can put this thing out for, let's say, $150. It, yep, okay. And it is this, you are using this, uh, the, the, the form factor of it feels like a PlayStation 5 DualSense, which is really good, right? Like er ergonomically good, has great features, has the adaptive triggers, all that stuff. If that's how it feels in terms of form factor, and then you are just talking about a screen, which... As this article describes, 8-inch LCD, 1080p, 60fps, um, these are good bullet points, right, in terms of what you'd want out of a screen. Of course, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love OLED, but hey, like, if I'm, getting a, if I'm getting a good quality experience and I'm using this purely as a remote play device, I think they're just providing an alternative for people who might not want to use their phone. Right, like if I'm like, no, my phone's not my gaming device. I don't want to use that for that. I don't have a Steam Deck. I don't have anything that, that can stream PlayStation. Hey, no, give us 150 bucks. Like, be, use remote play that way. That way, where wherever you're you are at in your home, you can do that. Right, or if you travel and want to use bad hotel Wi-Fi to remote play, you can try that as well. But on top of that, like, there needs to be something to sell the idea of like. Okay, like I don't like using my phone to do remote play, but you know I will if I'm really inclined to. Do I really want to spend? another $150 to use a device that pretty much accomplishes the same exact thing. There's got to be something in that tech to really sell. Yeah, it, right? and that's the thing is I don't think – I don't think this is going to blow up, right? If this, if this comes out, and, of course, like this story, take with a little bit of grain of salt. Like I, I believe it for the most part, but also there's a level of – all right, I, I want more confirmation out of this thing. I don't think this is a thing that's going to take over the world. I think this might speak to a niche uh, market of the PlayStation community. And I don't think they expect it to be, a, to be a big thing, right? I think they're trying to push remote play. Remote play being a cool feature that I'll, again, say is underutilized and underrated. Mm -hmm. If they're able to sell that to people to the hardcore in the way that they're selling this DualSense Edge to the hardcore, then I think that'll get, that'll get their thing across. I think it'll be all about pricing. And if they can price this at a good place, if they can price this at 150 or 200, I think that's a decent place to have it, right? If you're somebody who's going to buy a DualSense Edge, I think they're expecting that sort of audience to come through and maybe buy this Q-Lite uh, device. Yeah, I, I think you used the right term, accessory, right? If you can sell me on that blast with the right point, with the right price point, then I'm now semi-interested. I think when I think of the mobile handheld market i think of either your phones with cloud streaming over on the xbox side of things and of course mobile games but really what i think about is the steam deck right that can do so much more that has so much to offer from third-party games to of course the steam library to even more on that handheld right i think mm -hmm. that's what i'm looking for when i think of hey my ghost splurge on a handheld device i want it to be able to do a whole lot more than just hey, you need Wi-Fi and you're going to remote play into a PS5 that you may or may not have, right? I think that's what the mobile market is currently looking at. On the flip side, if you sell an accessory for, you know, personally, I'm thinking 100 bucks, but I get it, right? This is going to have to be in the 100 to $200 range yeah. if that's what we're really talking about, I think right? It, like, at max, if you want this thing to be successful and not, not upset people. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can go above two hundred dollars. Agreed. People but are throwing out agreed. prices in chat that are I, like three hundred, four hundred. I'm already, I, Yep. I understand that from a oh, if this if you're gonna make a dedicated like a this this accessory slash handheld that has a screen, all these things, you're thinking around that that range. If you wanted to be successful, you gotta lower it down to 100, 200, yeah. somewhere I, around there. I totally agree with that. It's just you're going into a market here where there's so much competition. There are so many easier ways to play. There's way more offerings on different ways to play, whether it be your phone or other things, right? So, like, this is an accessory. I like yeah. how you put that, right? Like, that's how I would look at this, and that's how you'd have to sell it to me. 
Price point's going to be key. But also, once again, right, we're talking about quote-unquote phase two of PlayStation 5, which I like that you guys coined that. I think that's pretty cute and fun. But, like, Mm -hmm. I still think... I still feel like most of the conversation is we're in phase one. Let's get more consoles out there. Let's get more people playing. We're still early in this generation with games and we're waiting for more games to come. It's so crazy to think that like we're in phase two and I, you know, when you count the years, technically, yeah, we're getting in to phase two and moving towards the middle of the life life cycle of these consoles. But it's wild to think of that. I guess with COVID and all of that and the pandemic, you still think of, Oh, they're hard to find. Many people don't have those. Right. But Having this tied to a console is kind of crazy, right? You know, it's it, it's wild to think of. So for me, this is not my biggest thing, especially being a not a huge PlayStation guy. I play my exclusives, as you know. I play those on the game, and that's about it. On the flip side, like, I like how Xbox approached this. I like how Steam and Steam Deck has created this stuff. Like, that's what I'm looking for out of a mobile device. I'm not really looking to grab a controller with the screen and have it need Wi-Fi mm-hmm. tied to a console. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm trying to find things to compare it to, right? Because I think some of the comparable devices we can talk about would be the Logitech, uh, was it the Logitech G cloud device? The handheld that just came out from Logitech that Paris got, got his hands on. Um, that was like 300, uh, 350 mm. around that, which yes. for that, like we look at that as like, no, like that you can't sell a device like this at that level and expect this to to blow up and be super successful um but yeah like that's a device that does run things natively right it does like i believe it's powered by android if i if i recall correctly and that does do like cloud stuff as well and that does have things like game pass and stuff like that as well right so i think on the very high end we're talking about that for this uh, device right on the lower end i'm looking at things like the even the switch light right which the switch light costs 200 bucks that is also a thing that runs games natively, mm-hmm. right? And like, ha- like has a lot of build built in there, and does cloud stream, uh, uh, yeah, cloud streaming and all that stuff. If you are not having any of that, right? If you're not having any of those features, and you are talking about good hardware, then I think you are coming ar- in around like a two hundred, right? If it is, if this is purely for remote play, like purely for remote play, again, as a proposition, oh man, I don't know about that, but like, hey, if that's what you want to do, yeah. Yeah, you can't. You this can't be that expensive. This cannot be three hundred dollars. Accessory price is right. Like accessory, it has to be accessory price. You have to sell me and the family on it being a cool accessory that we can bring out on vacation with us, and my kids can have some fun, or I, as an adult gamer, can have a good time at the pool with. But Wi-Fi needing remote play, like there's a lot of factors to that, and we all know when you travel, you're not always with Wi-Fi, right? Maybe you don't have the best Wi-Fi. We all want as gamers. Well, I want to be able to have my games downloaded on that so it's running, ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to use 5G now, that cell phone services everywhere, and I want to be able to do that if I want to stream things like that. There's just so much more that I want out of this, For especially sure. from PlayStation. But when I read that, I get a little like, man, especially like you said, like PSVR 2. Is it hot right now? My dream, My dream version of this would be maybe just maybe add cloud in, um also right like be, let me be able to play my playstation premium playstation extra games through this thing and not have it be uh tethered to my ps5 right because you talk about like having it on rest mode and like it, yeah. i think on top of that you're also relying on the internet of both your ps5 and where it's at and then the internet of wherever you are at with like in your hotel or like your friend's place across the country or if you're in even in your same house right you're relying on so much versus if i'm able to play 
this this wide library of games, right? Like the um, my PlayStation Extra library wherever, and I'm in, and I'm able to do that through this cloud device. Then I I could see a market for that even being three hundred dollars and that working, right? Like if especially if you want to push PlayStation Plus as a thing. Um, but yeah, I think the ultimate dream would be, hey, let me play games natively. I just don't think that's yeah. going to happen. That's yeah. just not going to happen. It's an interesting beast, especially with Game Pass on the flip side, right? As the Xbox guy here in the building. On the flip side, Game Pass rocks, right? Like, I'm out on vacation. I pull out the phone. It doesn't matter what I got. If I got a strong enough single, bang, bang, I'm streaming games and I'm having a fun time, right? And like, mm -hmm. on the flip side here, at least I have my full library through remote play, right? I do wish that Game Pass had my full library that I could play with. It is only Game Pass titles at this time to be able to stream from, but I, I want to see more out of this if this is going to become reality. I expect more, especially from Sony. Like, they're a smart, competent company. They should be able to make something better than this because I just don't think this is what people want. Yep. But we'll see. Like, again, this is a, a report. This is rumored. I'm sure when they announce it, maybe there's going to be details there that we don't know. But after that, we'll have to wait and see. For now, let's hop into story number two. Amazon's gaming division is laying off over 100 employees. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Amazon has announced plans to cut over 100 employees from its video games division. In a memo to staff obtained by CNBC, Amazon Games Vice President Christoph Hartman said the layoffs would be spread across the company's game, games, the company's game growth group, uh, its San Diego development studio, and Prime Gaming. Some employees will also be reassigned to other projects, quote, that match our strategic focus, he said. Last month, Amazon CEO Andy Jassy uh, said Amazon planned to lay off an additional 9,000 employees on top of the 18,000 uh, job cuts announced earlier this year. Quote, there's never a pleasant way to share this sort of news, but we are committed to treating our impacted employees with empathy and respect and will support them by offering them severance pay, health insurance benefits, outplacement services, and paid time to con uh, conduct their job search, Hartman told, st uh, told staff in the games division this week. Quote, going forward, our resources will be aligned to support our focus on content. We will focus uh, or we will continue to invest in our internal development efforts and our teams will continue to grow as our projects progress. Uh, the New World team in Irvine will grow as we shift some resources to further support its continued development. Uh, our studio in Montreal will continue to expand and is making great progress uh, on their unannounced project. And the San Diego studio will double down on the pre-production phase of their unannounced game, as that project is not yet ready for a full production size team. We'll also continue expanding our publishing efforts, and we remain very active in exploring and signing new projects where we see great potential, such as our recent publishing agreement with NCSoft. And finally, we are optimizing our retail and back-end focused teams to ensure Amazon Games and Prime Gaming deliver strong value and rich experiences for our customers and are adjusting the team sizes accordingly, end quote. Mike, I think you have more experience playing some of the Amazon games yeah, than yeah. I do. Does, does this... I, I, this comes on the heels of a lot of layoffs we've seen in tech, mm -hmm. especially at Amazon, right? I think shifting things over to the game side... Is the, does this do anything for you in terms of your perception of Amazon games? I know, like, you checked out New World. There was Lo Lost, Lost Ark. Ark. Lost yep, Ark, that, that Diablo-type game. Uh-huh. I was just looking up the games that had dropped there. And, of course, you know, to start off. It was Crucible it, as well. Yeah, that came and went. It, it's always heartbreaking to hear about layoffs, whether it be in our industry, in the video games world, or elsewhere, anywhere around the world. It sucks to hear people losing their jobs off yep. of this, especially from a company like Amazon. That has just has so much money, money and could easily figure that out how to do this. has people at the top right? that have so but much money. <laughs> also, at the same time, you know, we talked about this when the big three, when 
Phil said, oh, there's others that want to get into the gaming space. And we looked at Google and Amazon, right? And we looked at these big juggernauts wanting to get a part of it and how they would come in from the outside, maybe not having the history like Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox, and like knowing the ways, right? These are all going to be learning bumps in the roads for them. This is going to be what happens, right? When you try to jump into a space that you might not be the most familiar with, you're going to have these kind of moments. And unfortunately, it does suck that they have to be hit with layoffs. I look at the game library and none of them, you know, New World, Lost Ark. These are games that we played a bunch of, but I don't think still take over the world. Yeah. And I don't I know. I rarely hear people talk about yeah, New World. Yeah, and, and I don't Ark. know where we are right now, right, with Amazon. I definitely understand the publishing side of things, right? You flex your money, you bring in other talent to make games for you. But internally, with whatever studios they have going on, I haven't seen anything change the world right now, right? I think they've all had their pops when they first came out, but nothing that has been ever something that I was expecting that would be hot and new and fresh like that. Yeah. Of course, this is unfortunate. Our hearts go out to people that have, uh, that are losing their jobs, right? It sucks to see, again, people, people at the top have all this money and go, hey, Y'all at the bottom, like, let's cut off thousands of jobs because we're trying to bra um, brace for impact in terms of a recession and money um, tightening up and all these things. Yeah. Um, when I look at Amazon games, right, the games that, that you've talked about, New World, Lost Ark, the games that they've released, even when I talk about Crucible as well, it seems like they're having a not great time, like, figuring out something that's going to stick, especially for a company as big as Amazon. Like, I think they want... A, they want something that's going to hit on the level of a um, like a big money maker, right? I think they're trying to find their Fortnite might even be putting it too much, but they're trying to find their Fortnite, right? Mm -hmm. They're trying to find their mm -hmm. Destiny, they're trying to find their their Call of Duty, their big games as a service type game that's going to continue to be bring in revenue for them so they can exist as a bit big player in, in in video games. The ones that they put out have not interested interested me at all, right? I'm not an MMO person, so New World wasn't doing was going to do much for me. Lost Ark, I peeked into and was like. I don't think this is my kind of game. Even Crucible, I was like, well, I like Overwatch, but this seems like more of a, even like a, um, uh, a like a MOBA style thing and like tried it, not for me. There's a couple of games that are coming out from Amazon that I'm interested in, okay. right? Blue Protocol being one of them. Saw that's that. the one coming from Bandai Namco. That's the one that reminds me a little bit of Genshin Impact in terms of its style, but uh, is this action RPG um, that looks really cool. And so that's one. And then also... Never forget that they're publishing the next Tomb Raider game, and Amazon talk about. I think Amazon and Embracer. I forget which say, uh, say which, but they both have a hand in Tomb Raider. They've talked about turning Tomb Raider into like this bigger universe, right? Hey, we want we want movies, we want games, we want all these things that then t also tie in together. They want that to be a big money maker for them. I don't know if Tomb Raider is one of those franchises, but I do I do know that I like me some Tomb Raider, and so when that comes out, I'm sure. The regular amount of people that play a Tomb Raider game are going to check it out. Yeah. My question is for them, is that long term, is that going to do what they wanted to, wanted to do, right? Is it going to be a thing of Tomb Raider is raking in the cash? Mm -hmm. I don't see Tomb Raider as that kind of franchise, but we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. You know, bless. I mean, we can't see the future, but we do know the now, right? This is a company trying to get into the gaming space. It's very early on. They're learning what works, what doesn't work, right, on the development side and within their own internal studios of how many do they need? What can we do production-wise? How do we put out games that Blessing and the gamers around the world want to see, right? And it's so st still so early on, right? Let's see what happens five, ten years from now. Is Amazon still a player in this space? Are they a major player in this space? Do they continue this? Or when will they say enough is enough, right? Because we've seen others like Google Stadia come in and say, okay, well, maybe that wasn't the right move. Let's not do that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So Amazon... 
They clearly still have studios working. They just have a little bump in the road that they got to figure out. So let's see on the business side how they recover and what it looks like five years from now if they're still around. Exactly. Well, if you want to see Kind of Funny do well on the business side, let me tell you about patreon.com slash games where you can go and get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Evil Dead Rise for sponsoring this episode. You can get your tickets now to see Evil Dead Rise in theaters April 21st. People are saying this movie is absolutely terrifying, and I personally can't wait to see it in a theater because there's, there's, you know, few things in life are as special as watching a real scary horror movie surrounded by people freaking out with you. Uh, moving the action out of the woods and into the city, Evil Dead Rise tells a twisted tale of two estranged sisters played by Sullivan and Sutherland, whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, if I had a nickel, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Uh, New Line Cinema and Renaissance Pictures present a return to the iconic horror franchise, and we are hitting entirely new levels of fear here with this one. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for this, but wow, you definitely should. You look like you need a little bit of fear in your life. And then you can go to EvilDeadRiseMovie.com to get your tickets now to see Evil Dead rise in theaters April 21st. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Do you want to look as cool as I look? Yes, you do. And you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an un beatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to shadyrays.com and use the code kind of funny. You can get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Promo code kind of funny at shadyrays.com. And we're back with story number three God of War Ragnarok. New Game Plus is available right now. This is from the PlayStation blog where they write, The God of War Ragnarok New Game Plus update is available now. To make sure you're ready to jump into the Nine Realms, we've put together everything you need to know. New equipment, an increased level cap, new enchantments, all this and more is introduced with God of War Ragnarok's New Game Plus mode. Uh, as soon as you've beaten the game, you'll be able to dive right into New Game Plus, uh, a New Game Plus save to experience the story again with many more gameplay options available from the start. Uh, to start off, you're getting new equipment. Uh, you're getting the armor of the Black Bear from the opening scene. Uh, that's the, yeah, the armor from the opening scene um, that I yeah, guess you don't get to use. Yeah, he's got that dope cloak at the beginning sequence, but then, yeah, when you go back inside, he, like, takes it off or whatever. Yeah, and so you get to actually wear that. Uh, you got the Spartan armor, which adds extra challenge. That's if you're watching the video version right now. It's basically Kratos wearing nothing, right? And nothing. It, <laughs> and, like, it's basically, like, a no-armor mode where you are asking for a challenge. Oh, okay. Uh, you got the Ares armor, the Zeus armor, and then the Spartan Aspis, which is a new shield. Uh, you're getting a new level cap, new enchantments, uh, new progression paths, expanded Nilfheim uh, arena, end game bosses, black and white render mode, and more. Hell yeah. Hey. It's exciting. Yeah, shout out to the team. You know, that sounds like a ton of fun and some great additions to that, right? When I think of New Game Plus, I love a good New Game Plus. I'm not the biggest 
hey, let's run that back guy, mm-hmm. right? Like, I play the game. I have some fun. I'm usually putting it down, not returning. But I do love a new game plus, right? I prefer jumping back into where I was, maybe progressing and getting better with that than, hey, start from ground zero again, right? And there's mm-hmm. two ways to look at new game plus. There is, hey, you're just that max level. Let's just run it back. Or you come up with fun new ideas, right? New equipment, new challenges, just like this team has done. So you can see the love and care that they put into it. I'm sure everybody wants it right off the bat at launch. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. to see how much they put into it, well worth the wait to me. Looks good. Barrett, is this something you're going to take advantage of? It's too busy. I feel that. That's why. If if this was out like maybe like a month earlier, possibly. But yeah, because I was at the beginning of the year, I was feeling like a, uh, especially like coming off of like game of the year conversations and talking about why Ragnarok was so good. I've been wanting to do a back to back play 2018 and then go right into Ragnarok thing. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I was kind of waiting for new game plus to do something like that, but uh, it'll probably have to be, it, it'll be there when I'm ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Thing, so. That's the cool part is it'll always be there when you're ready for it. Right. And like the best part is when you guys want to jump back into it, a year from now, two years from now, it's like, oh, New Game Plus is there. I can yeah. just jump right in and have fun. Exactly. Yeah, like, for the exact same reason. I'm One, I'm not the type to replay modern games that much, but also, yeah, like, it's busy time right now. Like, we're about we're about to dive into Jedi Survivor when that comes out later. There's Dead Island 2 that's coming out later, and I'll dive at least a little bit Tears into that. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. How can I, I forget? We're also just, Ooh. like, busy with, like, pro- like fun projects and uh, yeah. things, that, uh, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. of that nature. Uh, my new favorite catchphrase. Um, I like that for you. <laughs> Uh, it's burning it's shores, they say in chat. Burning Diablo shores. four with the, oh, the yeah. burning shores. Uh, do you think people are, are going to quickly forget about burning shores? What do you think is going to be up with that? Because I I keep forgetting that that's a DLC that's dropping this month. I mean, I think that happens with DLC. I think that's just a natural that's thing. Fair. Like uh, if I if I told you that Outer Worlds had DLC, would you believe me? Like that was a game that I, I played that DLC, and I I forget Outer <laughs> Worlds DLC. had a lot of DLC. Yeah, and like a lot. And like people, I feel like people don't talk when it when, when it comes down to DLC. Unless it's like something special, like if it's like Red, uh, what was the Red Dead? Uh, the the Undead one. Nightmare. Oh yeah, unless it's yeah, like an Undead Nightmare or like the Bioshock DLC or like something that's truly special. I feel like people forget about it. I think it. DLC. It, I think it all is personal, right? It depends on how much you love the game, right? If True. you loved Outer Worlds above and beyond, you'd be eager and excited to jump into the DLC, right? If you have a fine experience, maybe it comes, maybe it passes you by, maybe you know about it, right? But I think DLC is one of those, it's like, those are truly for the hardcore, unless it's something mega like Undead Nightmare, where it's almost its own standalone thing, right? Mm. Then you know everyone's talking about it. But DLC is always a a funny one there, where it's like, how well do you sell it? How interested in the player base is it? Can you pull off just the the common fan of like, oh, I forgot even about that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a tough battle. I think it'll be the one. Uh, there's going to be a PS Love You episode about it, probably. We're like, we're likely going to have an episode that's called Horizon Burning Shores Review on PS Love You. Of right? course. And then beyond that, beyond, how often do we talk about it throughout the year? Like, I think mm-hmm. that that's the big question. Well, we, you know, we're coming hot off of Forza Horizon 5 Rally Adventure, right? The yeah. second DLC for Forza, right? And it's a good DLC. It's not a great DLC, right? This isn't something where it's like, yo, blessing, this DLC knocked it out of the water. If it was the Hot Wheels one, DLC number one, I'd look at you and be like, yo, you got to jump into Mm -hmm. it because it's that good, right? Sometimes the DLCs, 
not as hot as they should That's be, true. right? And I you guess know? it's expectation as well. Because for yeah. me, when it comes to Horizon, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going down in the main story. Like, what's my, like, what am I? What's my guy Varl up to? <laughs> what's my guy Silence up yeah. to? Like, what are these characters doing? Like, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the continuation of the story. With Burning Shores, I'm not going to get more of the main story, right? I'm probably going to go, okay. going to go to Los Angeles, see what's up with probably a new tribe or something, and then like solve their problems. And I'm, I'm, it's going to be a good time, probably, yeah. but. It's not what I look forward to when it comes to Horizon. It's so interesting because, yeah, on the single-player side, that's why I want more DLC. I want you to continue the story or give me something new. And I thought for Horizon, many fans would be interested in that. Yeah. Right? Oh, many fa many fans will be more. interested in it. Yeah. But it's not it, it's not the main meal is my thing, right? I'm over here as a Halo mega fan, right? And I didn't get Halo Infinite DLC. I didn't mm. get new story content, right? I get story content told through three-minute vignettes on a multiplayer download. I get story being told to me through a season pass, right? Like, that is the worst kind of DLC that I don't want. I want more Master Chief, right? I want a Gears 5 Hive Buster where it's like, yo, guess what? We're jumping back with more DLC, and I'm teaching you a whole new thing about mm. the Gears world. Like, I love a good DLC, and especially when it comes to these single-player-focused games, like, sometimes they hit, right? I think of all the Fallout DLCs that I've gone back to, they've always had good DLC for me to continue that. But, yeah, I think it's all subjective for each fan and how bad you want to go back yeah. into it. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the big thing there. Story number four. Phil Harrison has reportedly left Google. This is Jay Peters at The Verge. Phil Harrison, who headed up Google's now shuttered cloud gaming service Stadia, is no longer at Google, according to Business Insider. Stadia was officially shut down in January, and Harrison apparently left at around that same time. Harrison's quiet departure marks a muted end to his time at the search giant. Search? This, oh, Google. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, I, thought, I was like, well, I was like, is that what we're calling cloud gaming now? Search? Uh, at the search giant. Uh, he joined the company in January 2018. And while he didn't specify what he was working on at the time, it was easy to guess that he was probably doing something with gaming. Harrison worked at Sony Computer Entertainment, now Sony Interactive Entertainment, for 15 years. Uh, he was on the advisory board for the cloud gaming service Gaikai and led Microsoft's Xbox and Interactive Entertainment business in Europe from 2012 to 2015. And lo and behold, a year after Harrison came to Google, he was on stage introducing Stadia to the world. Google didn't immediately reply to a request for comment. Harrison's LinkedIn says he served as a Google vice president uh, from January 2018 until April 2023. Mike, do you, have you kept up with Phil Harrison's journey here? Uh, no, I have not. I had to Google him and look him up. It sounds like he's got a lot of experience and expertise in the video game world. But I don't really know much about his line of work, his history. Uh, you know, I see people in a chat saying things, but like for mm -hmm. me, I, no, I mean, I just look at this as Stadia shut down. The guy's moving on to something new. Seems like some talent around there. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, if I'm lumping this in with another person, correct me if I'm wrong, Chad, but kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Was he the one that like you know helped with the launch of the PS3 and then helped with the launch of the Xbox One and then and then like immediately oh, went to Google? Oh snap! Was he the one? I, okay, because I feel like he might. That might okay, okay, maybe I, maybe I'm a different <laughs> mindset now. Maybe I'm a different mindset. The people in chat are saying yes. Okay, well. Yeah, I feel like people pick on Phil Harrison, if I remember okay. correctly, from the internet and the way that people speak. When Phil Harrison joins a project, I feel like the internet is like, oh, shit, like, here oh. we go. That's the oh, vibes no. I've gotten. That's the vibes I've gotten. But, hey, good luck to Phil Harrison wherever, wherever you're yeah. going next. Praying for maybe, you. <laughs> maybe, maybe we talk to him. Maybe he tells us a different story Yeah, that's the thing. That. Is, you I know want, what I mean? I want to hear Phil's side. I've never story. met Phil. You know what I mean? Maybe Phil's got a different thing. You but know? Dog Nick 96 says he gave us PlayStation Home, and that was ahead of his time. Was that the PlayStation Home was the weird, like, virtual reality, second life type vibe, right? Yeah, not virtual Man. reality, but it was, like, yeah, that, second that life. Yeah, that looked cool. 
That yeah. looked cool. I never got to try that, but like it wasn't executed well, but it okay. was a good idea. Yeah, that was such an interesting one, especially now when we push like VR to the future and we push these, you know, live service games or like these second world games like World of Warcraft you think of where people spend countless hours in them. PlayStation Home, interesting vibe way back then. I was definitely I saw that and I was like, man, I would like to run around that. I'd yeah. like to try that. Bring it back. Like do if, that instead of PlayStation. If stars. that was here right now, you and I would be running. Dude, around. I'd be I'd be hanging we'd out be, on PlayStation. We'd home. be running. We'll around. we'll be the two posters <laughs> on your wall on your PlayStation Home. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be there. We'd I would have there. Last of Us and Persona Five Royal. <laughs> let's let's say that. Story number five. Is this our last? Yeah, this is our last news story. Story number five. Miyamoto says mobile is not the primary path for future Mario games. This is James Bachelor at GamesIndustry.biz. Shigeru Miyamoto, the creator of Mario, has said mobile is unlikely to play a major role in the franchise's future releases. So far, Nintendo's most iconic character has appeared in three mobile games, Super Mario Run, which grossed $60 million in its first year, Mario Kart Tour, which has made over $300 million since its launch in 2019, and Dr. Mario World, which shut down after two years. Speaking to Variety ahead of the release of today's The Super Mario Brothers movie, Miyamoto said that mobile apps will not be the primary path of future Mario games. Quote, first and foremost, Nintendo's core strategy is a hardware and software integrated gaming experience, he told the publication. Quote, the intuitiveness of the control is a part of the gaming experience. When we explored the opportunity of making Mario games for the mobile phone, which is a more common generic advice or device, uh, it was challenging to determine what that game should be. Uh, that is why I played the role of director for Super Mario Run, to be able to translate that Nintendo hardware experience into the smartphone devices, end quote. Miyamoto added that having Mario games on mobile expands the doorway for far more audiences to experience the game, echoing comments from a Nintendo spokesperson in December. This is a small one, right? Like, this yeah. isn't anything that surprises us, no. the idea that yeah. mobile is not going to be the main place for Mario. But it is interesting seeing him reflect a bit on what the mobile stuff has been. And, like, him talking about it being a challenge makes me wonder if we're not going to see Mario stuff again uh, for mobile until it makes sense, right? Like, it seems very much like a, hey... Come, come come over to our Nintendo hardware Correct. to play the actual Mario games, right? It's like a tease as opposed to a, you're not, you're, I don't think you're going to get a full-fledged Mario game for a mobile device that they consider mainline. Totally agreed with that, Bless. I think everybody here knows the home of where Mario really is, but I think we always talk about the sandboxing, letting others play in the sandbox, create in the sandbox, and yeah, mobile is a great avenue to get more eyes on Mario, right? I think... Mario doesn't really need more eyes, but it's always good to get new audiences involved, get them to try a Mario game. Maybe they'll come over and play your mainstay Mario games, but Mario's home is definitely not a mainstay on mobile, of yeah. course. We all know that, but yeah, and even listen, as a Mario noob, I know that, that. And that might seem like common sense, but Sonic didn't get the memo, right? Sonic was like, yo, we'll put our mainline shit anywhere. They put out <laughs> Sonic 4 as a mobile game, and that shit was weird, Mike. I don't know if you remember that. Blessing, can we be real with each other really quick? What up? When did Sonic go wrong? When did Sonic oh. lose his? When did <laughs> Sonic the lose the path, oh. lose the rail that he grinded on, and say, "Oh, that's not my home. I'm everywhere now, or I'm lost, and I'm just anywhere now." Listen, when, when did he lose? Some people might have said home? that Sonic never went right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not one of those people. But Sonic, I feel like Sonic was con conceived with almost like this, like a, a monkey's paw right next to him, mm. where. Like, yeah, you, you're going to put out, you're going to create this character who is a rival to Nintendo, right? Yes, it's going to be exactly. your mascot, a rival mm -hmm. to Mario, but you want it to be hip and cool. You want it to be, the, the definition of hip and cool back in the early 90s, right? Yeah. You want this character to mm -hmm. be that. Mm -hmm. All right, let's make him a hedgehog. Let's make him bright blue. Let's give him <laughs> gloves and big shoes. Yep. And also, let's have him go fast. He's going to run fast so to Mario. Fast. That's going to be the thing. Yeah. I, I feel like they, like, it's worked in terms of 
IP recognition and okay. Sonic staying around through the years, right? Mm-hmm. Like when we think of Sonic, we think of him going fast. We think of him being this blue head, yeah. hedgehog with an attitude that loves chili dogs and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. When you take those concepts and translate them to a video game, I think that gets more, a bit more difficult because like, I don't know, like I love playing Sonic's uh, one through three so much. I love those classic, okay. cla- uh, classic games. They're not as good as, as Mario, right? Mm-hmm. Like those don't, I, I feel like, Going fast isn't necessarily the primary thing that makes a video game good. Okay. And so, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like from back then, even like you're starting off in this weird place of what the game concept is, and when you translate that into 3D, like let's be real, y'all, Sonic Adventure One and Two, it's not that great. Now is that These the aren't... one with the iconic song and the Chow yes. Garden? And yep. he's okay. See, that's where I thought Sonic was at its peak. That was Sonic to me, where it's like Sonic Mania is happening. People love and want Sonic. And I and I and think those I think games after are bad. That, like, <laughs> You know, like I legitimately maybe, think those games are maybe bad. that was when it took the wrong turn, and that's maybe thing, that's the moment. Is Sonic? I don't think ever gracefully transitioned to 3D in the way that Mario just on Mac. Like mm. not only did Mario transition to 3D, Mario invented what 3D was. Thrived. Right, Mario yeah, thrived yeah. and like mm-hmm. innovated and all this stuff. If Sonic transitioned to 3D and it was weird as shit, and then they just kept <laughs> making games and like. They had some good ideas here and there, right? And I think for the most part, like if you like the attitude, if you like the characters, there's fun to be had there. But the games genuinely were never fucking fantastic. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I, like I think now Sonic has just become a thing where you appreciate it because you appreciate the IP and the nostalgia. Like yeah. my fandom of Sonic is more so like I think I, I compare it more so to people's fandom of Hello Kitty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where okay. I just I just like this guy, right? Like yeah. this, this is a cool hedgehog. He's know. got a cool crew. He's shadow, knuckles. I got a I got a tails. shadow Come chain. On, he's got cool people. I wore my shadow chain to um a birthday party we went to uh-huh. on Saturday. And like I got stopped by hella people. They're like, is that a shadow the hedgehog so chain? Super dope, bro. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's yeah. what Sonic the Hedgehog is about. Mm-hmm. It's about the vibes. What's his alligator friend? He's got an alligator guy. Oh uh, Vector. Yeah that's a cool dude. That's Vector, cool. Vector's cool I as like hell. alligators. Um Rouge the Bat. Oh cool as hell. Yo <laughs> I, I need no, one more name. SBO? SBO? Okay. Cool as hell. I need cool one more hell. name, Bless. Uh, uh, cream? A, no, a specific <laughs> name. Cream? Amy a, Rose? A specific oh, name. Shadow? Who's this lady again? Oh, God. Get it off screen, Barry. Get off the screen. This is the third Get time I've screen. shown this in the last five minutes. <laughs> I'm, I, Barry, I was in my bag, all right? I was talking. I forgot this is a show. Uh, I was talking to my guy, Mike. Yeah, I'm having here. fun. I'm about lost in it. I'm I was not looking at the name? screen. What's your name, Bless? I don't know her name. Somebody was in chat says Princess Elise. I don't know. Final Fantasy or something? That's what it looks no, like right there. No, it's that's Sonic 06, which <laughs> yeah, is okay. one this of those. just a Sonic game, Mike. You would think that this is a crossover in Final Fantasy. Is it a crossover that I missed? I didn't see this one. One of the worst games ever made. Okay. Is okay. Sonic 06. And one day I'll play it. Okay. okay. That'd be one cool. day I'll play it. That'd be cool. I'll play that with you. Put it on the bar. Mike, I'm going to play Sonic 06 someday. Yes. But that day is just so, so far. far away. <laughs> if I wanted those coming out to Mom and Grop shops today, where would I look? Blessing, I would tell you and all of my friends around the globe to go out and seek the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Let me tell you, Mike. Let me tell you. Tell me. If you ever wanted to do a stream of Sonic 06, I'm there. But uh, I'll play I'll some ride Sonic with 06 you. on I, screen. I, I want to learn more about this. We can do. Like, I, I want to learn more. I'll, I'll, let, me let, let me let people in on a peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. I throw out a lot of blessing show ideas to yes. Mike or to uh, Roger, to right? Like yeah, we go yeah, back and forth Roger. about uh-huh. what the next episodes should be, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say it was sometime last year, maybe the year before. I think I pitched him the idea of, hey, what if I played every Sonic game, including the bad ones, and just made a whole like retrospective on the entire Sonic franchise, like the good, the bad, the ugly. I'd watch that. I think it'd be a fantastic I, I think I would content. learn a lot, too. I think I'd learn a lot. It's just the fact that like 
It's a lot of bad. It's <laughs> a lot of oh. bad in there. It's a lot of suffering. Oh no, in that one. Um, well, what but if maybe it becomes good. Like, like blessing. Let me pull you behind the curtain really quick. Pull Your boy back. Snowbike Mike last week before Mania mm-hmm. played one bad game called Crime Boss Rock K City, Jesus. and ever since I played it, bless, I can't get it out of my mind. Is oh. it a first-person shooter? Is it a heist game like Payday? Is it a job simulator management game? I have no idea what this bad game is, but I just can't get enough of it, bless. Like, you keep playing it? Are you going back to it? <laughs> my mind. I just, <laughs> you just can't, can't stop, stop thinking, thinking about, about it. it, bro. I, I'm, I love that for you. I'm happy for you. <laughs> I, I want it. Should I, should I put that thing up? You should play it at least once just to get a good laugh out of it and then, then play it again. Okay, that's fair yeah, enough. Yeah. That's uh-huh. fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, maybe the good becomes the bad. I mean, the bad becomes, becomes the, the good. good. I have a know. good time. You know, I, I, here's the, I, would, I, I think even though Sonic 06 is a bad game, mm-hmm. I think we can make good content out of it. I think it'd be a fun time experiencing okay. something that, that bad. If you're committed to that, I would try that with you. We could we could do that for like a week, you know what I mean? Or, you well, know, I'll just days, say, but like, I'd say like, let's, do, yeah, let's start off with one stream. One stream. Let's be like, we're going to play the beginning. Okay. And if that and if that takes if it's a fun time, then we start committing to more. Okay, uh, we gotta okay. commit. You think we gotta commit to the whole thing? I said we, we played all the way Metal through. Metal Gear, were we only like, oh yeah, we're only gonna do one Metal but Gear stream? No, those are we some of the best. Committed. Those are some of the best games ever made. Like, yeah, we're gonna have a good time playing still some Metal Gear. That. We're still chasing that. God, still mode. chasing that. God damn, nothing that will ever. Fun. We can never recreate that magic. It was so special. Andy thinks we can if I play Dark Souls on stream. But you I on Dark Souls, Andy on Bioshock but then would we just be need special. To, we just need to not bully you on. Let me let me play Half Life. I want to play Half-Life so bad. Mm, Half-Life would be a good one. I want to play Mario. Not 64. What's the newest one? Odyssey. Odyssey? Odyssey. I want to play that one. Oh, you never played I'm Odyssey? Might, I might play that one more. You'd have a fun time in Odyssey. Yeah, you know. It's a joyful game. The Did you have a fun time in Breath of the Wild? Uh, yeah, I had a fun time. I had a fun time. I, I fought, I fought I that him. centaur. Oh, yeah, you And did. I defeated that centaur. Oh, yeah, you like... And you... people were like, Mike, you can't do that, and I did it. <laughs> Yep. You fought the, the Lionel that wasn't supposed to be beaten. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did it. You took like an hour and a half to fight him, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It was I, I feel time. like you stopped having fun when I stopped coming in and doing all the yeah, voices. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I, once I lost Baird in the, the voice acting, that's when it happened. Mm, that's right. Fair enough. Out today, we got Death or, or Treat uh, for PC, oh. PlayStation 5, or Xbox Series X. I thought that said Death Threat, and that yeah, yeah. took me out of it for a Oh, okay. Death or Treat. Uh, we got Terrascape for PC. Sid Meier's Railroads for mobile, which feels like somebody put that into like a video game name uh, generator. That's what I thought too out. when I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That that is gonna be a blessing or a, um, what you call it? What am I game show? That's gonna be a game show of mine. Yes, someday. I like that. I like that. Um, Movie House, the film studio tycoon for mobile. Ooh, a light in the dark for Switch, and then No Man's Sky's new Interceptor update is out today, and it looks real cool. Every time I want to go back to that game, we jump in, and I go, "This is too much," and I turn it off immediately. Yeah. Like, that's literally how this happens every time. Yeah. We jump in, and I look at my friends. I go, this is way too much. we got to get out of here, and I never go back. I- I've given up on it. It's, it. It seems like the coolest game in the world that I've never yeah. get, get to experience. So shout out, No Man's Sky. Uh, new date for you. We have no new dates for you. Deal of the day for you, though. Inscription is $14.99 on the US eShop. And Inscription is a game that I'll say everybody needs to play. Come Andy play was chirping to my ear, too, saying I should play that game. It's so an maybe incredible video game. Really? T- 10 out of 10 video game. Is it like Magic the Gathering? Yes. In some ways, Is yeah. it like One Piece, the new trading card game that yes. I'm going to do? I could not tell you. <laughs> I could not tell you. It, I'm yes. opening keep packs, telling him, baby. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. Exactly. It is exactly like things that. things he wants to hear, <laughs> and then you just got to play his game and just tell you him. Can, you can buy yeah. Yeah. all the packs you want in that All game. right. Oh, I love packing cards. That's I love a, it's a lie. Cards. You can't do that. But you can collect. You can collect Okay. 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 We do have a squad up for you. Of course, you can write into conafree.com slash KFGD to get your squad ups read on the show, just like Jakey Oz did. Jakey Oz has an IRL squad oh. up that says this. 
A lot of Jakes have been emerging in the KF community lately between myself, Jake Bakes Cakes, and the Jake that wrote into KFG last week. I even think there was a fourth who wrote in a while ago too. A storm is brewing. There can only be one true Jake. Watch your asses, other Jakes. One. It's kind of the opposite of a storm. Oh, wow. Well, he's just saying if I see you in the streets, it's on. Yeah. It's on site. So. Okay. Well, Jake Bakes Cakes. <laughs> fucking hide <laughs> thankfully there's only four jakes you know what i mean there's yeah. only four i well i mean now yeah like i mean i mean this sounds like something where we get all four of these jakes to come to the studio uh-huh. get them on this set have them fight each other only one Uh-oh. jake leaves i'll tell you right now there's come definitely on. more than four jakes that listen come to the show on, my dude mike and nick so. today are going to work yeah oh, going to work. we're going to work big dog Beep, beep. Who's got the keys to the bus? Oh, is that, the, bu- is that the bus door opening, Bless? Get on the bus with us. Come take a ride. Do buses usually have co-bus drivers? Is that how that works? Yep. They, they will now. They will now. <laughs> Sometimes right. when one is being trained. You know, all the cool buses do. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> well, yeah, we'll even take music requests. We'll take it. We'll Whoa. play on your favorite song if you want. Bless. Holy you know cow! I mean? We're gonna play some Cardi B up in there. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct mm-hmm. it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Nice. Uh, Did we get anything wrong? I don't think we really messed anything up. I mean, usually, usually on the show we're. We bat a perfect game. Okay, okay. Uh, Nano says the fish game Mike was thinking about was eat or die. Oh, it was a fish game. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Kebab says Kratos actually loses his cape in the opening chase after he fr- f- uh, first fends off Freya. Yes, I remember that scene. Uh-huh. Cape goes flying. Nano says there are only two DLCs for Outer Worlds. Maybe Mike was thinking of No Man's Sky with over a dozen uh, updates and DLCs. Oh. Two is still a lot, I feel like. It's a lot. I, I, I'd say that. Well, they have the cool murder mystery one. Yeah, there was murder on uh, murder on Eridanos, yeah. and then then a weird one, then like the origami or something like that. It was a weird yeah, word, something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh-huh. the origami killer. And then yeah, Kebab says the name of the girl Sonic is kissing is Princess Elise. Joey D says crab champions can be played with a maximum of four in a party. Mike said there was a three-player party size. There you go. Say that again. The crab game. Yeah, the crab, crab champions can be played with a max of four. Oh, snap. I can add one more friend to my list. Okay, exactly. cool. I just love the idea that you're neglecting one friend. Like, yeah, exactly. he's, like, he's like, dude, I, I want to play this crab game with you. And you're like, sorry, man. <laughs> sorry, three people. Sorry, man. I, I, I got Nick and Andy with me. <laughs> you, can't, you can't come play. I'm sorry, dude. Ever since Apex Legends came out and was like, yo, we're a three-player game. We had to kick the fourth friend out. Now I... Now I don't even think to invite the fourth friend anymore. Yeah, isn't you know? Destiny the first to do that? Wasn't Destiny like the that was pretty messed game? up? A Destiny to that do was that so too. fucked up. That Destiny. was fucked up. That's, That's why like, I don't play Destiny. Destiny of all games is like, yo, you can only have three players, but then we're gonna play like weird PvP matches where you team up with other squads yep. of three, but you can't have more. And then there's raids and stuff. It's like, let me just have my crew. Let's let's get back to the old days, you know? Go Crazy. four player. The N64 had it figured out. Tomorrow's coasts for kind of funny games daily are gonna be me and Tim Ma. Fucking Gettys. And on Friday, you're getting Tim and me. <laughs> if you watch this live right now, after this, is going to be some bus simulator with Mike and Nick. If you want to cast that stream later, of course, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Remember, this has been kind of funny games daily, each and every weekday live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news needs to know about. Till next time, game daily. Goodbye, Ray Apollo. <laughs>